everybody. How you doing? And welcome to episode number 184 of the John Riley Project. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Um, this is a bro- this is a podcast all about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Really welcome your participation here in this podcast. You know, we live stream on YouTube and Facebook. That means that we can take your questions, your comments. We'll read them on the air and let's have a little dialogue. Um, but you know, we're, you know, what's going on right now? It's, this is election Eve. This is the night before the election. It's, it's spooky. It's almost like this is the real Halloween today. Um, as everyone is getting prepared, everyone seems to have anxiety about what's going to happen tomorrow with the election. And, and, you know, we, we did a breakdown on Friday, kind of how I predicted it was all going to shake out. But I think the one thing that most of us should know if we're looking at this rationally is that we're not going to see an answer lickety split. There's going to be chaos. There's going to be, um, you know, a decent amount of noise um, in this system that's going to you know, prevent election results from being announced on a timely basis. We're hearing threats of lawsuits. So I'm really concerned that 2016 or excuse me, 2020 might actually end up being worse than 2000 from a legal perspective. Let's hope that's not the case. Let's hope that we have results that are announced early and people accept the results and we can move on in a smooth transition. But again, people people say, you know, uh, America has always been all about a peaceful transition of power, but and now people are concerned that that's not going to happen. And I think that kind of goes to show you that government has too much power, in my opinion, too much power over our lives. If there are threats that a peaceful transition of power cannot occur in the first place. Um, so anyways, we're going to get into this whole idea of who is your president? And I think this will be a fun discussion. You know, of course, we welcome your your uh, participation. And if you could do us a favor, you know, we're trying to build the audience. If you can like the episode, put a thumbs up uh, for the episode. That's always helpful. You can share these podcasts with friends, either by forwarding your Facebook or Twitter post or in other cases, just sharing it verbally. And then please subscribe and, and leave a rating if you think we deserve a good rating. We'd really appreciate that too. Okay. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it. So, um, who is the president of you? I think that's kind of the big question here. And it's funny is I'll sometimes I'll be in some online discussions and, and you'll hear Trump supporters sometimes say, Trump is your president. Deal with it. You know, like they were trying to rub your nose in the fact that Trump is the president, because a lot of people obviously are upset that Trump is president. Other people are overjoyed that Trump is president. But sometimes I think. There are some people that are supporters of Trump that that like to kind of push that button and kind of set people's hair on fire. And it makes you think, you know, is Trump your president? You know, let's think about this. I mean, what is the president? Um, What is the president of the United States? And to me, the president of the United States is the president of The United States, not necessarily the president of you. But we tend to get, well, we, I say that, you know, broadly, but a lot of people tend to get caught up 
I think, in the self-identity that's uh, going on with this political season, where they get caught up in the rhetoric and they kind of pick their team and their guy. And you see people wearing the shirts and the hats, people decorating their cars, going on parades, the car parades, boat parades. Um, we're seeing people out on the streets. We're seeing people with signs and flags and, and everyone's just kind of has their guy, has their team. And it's a lot like sports, right? Where in sports, you know, we we all have our team and we kind of battle it out. And, you know, I'm a Padre fan and we like to give the Dodger fans a hard time. And but for the most part, that is a friendly rivalry. Like we like to poke fun and and but we all still enjoy the game. Right. But in this case, when people are picking teams on the political landscape, I mean, this is all about power and control and which group is going to have power over which other groups and which groups are going to be able to impact policy that negatively affects other people or which groups are going to be able to sort of establish a moral framework for society. So these things have great consequences. um, But in my opinion, this is why we see so much division, so much unrest, that we have all of this, this essentially tribalism, um, all of these teams battling it out, uh, group warfare, if you will. And it's playing out on the national stage. And I think that's why it's been getting hotter and hotter. And we've been talking about that with the Poway protesters. Um, I did get a report, by the way, from Mike Devine that the protesters there on Pomerado and Twin Peaks were, you know, together in harmony, kumbaya, um, the Trump supporters and the Black Lives Matter supporters on the same corner, peacefully protesting. Love to see that. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're seeing a lot of increased energy, increased nervousness, increased anxiety as we get into this election. And I think the more we are in this tribal mode, that's how we get into this notion of, you know, Trump is your president. Trump is my president. You know, this whole notion of yours or mine, it starts to set up these battles, these this divisiveness that we're seeing in our nation that I think is just so harmful. Now, I like to think of I say POTUS, right? You know, P-O-T-U-S, President of the United States. So Trump or or potentially Biden after this election, we're going to find out. But today, Trump is President of the United States. He's not my president. He's not your president. He's the president of the nation. He's the president of the government. So when we talk about this notion of Who is the president of you? Who's the president of me? Well, I don't know about you, but I am the president of me. I'm the one that's in charge of me. I'm the one that's in charge of my life. I mean, this is what the whole point of our inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is that we each own ourselves. We we have self-ownership. Our life is ours to live, and we should be living it. And we need to have to ensure that the government protects those rights, which is what we talk about on this podcast all the time. So right now, you know, I'm, I'm still in Pahrump, Nevada, 
and I'm going to be leaving tomorrow. I got here late Thursday night and I'll be leaving midday tomorrow. And this has been something of a personal sabbatical for me. And I'm having a really good time out here. It's peaceful for me. It's serene. I'm having a lot of time to myself to think, doing a lot of deeper reflection. I've been doing journaling. I've been watching seminars and reading and educating myself and just really working on self-improvement, really working on recharging my batteries, resetting myself. And it's been fantastic. And you might think, well, why in the hell are you in Pahrump of all places? Well, it's it's peaceful to be out here. It's it's the desert. It's serene. Um, the drive out here was great. I was able to listen to some really good podcasts to work on self-improvement, really working on relaxing. And I can do that here. And it's amazing is while I've been out here in Pahrump, um, I'm here by myself. There's no distractions. No one's, well, there's a few people that have phone called me, but there's no one that's, you know, trying to grab my attention. Uh, I'm managing my own schedule and I'm watching very, very little television. And what's happened while I've been out here is time has been moving so much more slowly and it's been great. And so I've been using that time to to do all of these things, you know, to improve myself, to focus on myself. Um, but I did, I, I will confess, I did watch some TV. I did saw, did see the Aztecs big victory over Utah State. That was great. And then I watched the series, The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. I saw that the first two days that I was here and that was really, really good. I can't recommend that one enough. So check out The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. It's about a young girl who is an orphan who who uh, turns out to be a chess prodigy. And she be, she's a drug addict that has a lot of interesting challenges in her life. Um, I really encourage you to check out that movie. I thought it was wonderful. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm out here working on myself. You know, I'm, after all, if I'm the president of me, and that's kind of the whole point of this podcast, I need to be taking leadership of my own life and I need to be working on my own life. And that's what I'm doing. I'm focusing on myself and I'm doing it in solitude, doing it in a peaceful location. I'm doing it here in an Airbnb, which, by the way, is fantastic. Um, Love Airbnb in general because I love the whole entrepreneurship of homeowners that are able to monetize their property and provide really nice and interesting places for vacationers and people on getaway weekends to enjoy. So this is actually a nice home that's in Pahrump. And I'm in a like a kind of like the equivalent of a casita, but maybe it's attached. It's more like a guest suite. I've got my own kitchen and a living room and I've got a bathroom and a bedroom. It's fantastic here. It's the perfect place for me to have this downtime. And I'm, I haven't been out and about too much, um, but I have a little bit. Uh, but, you know, this mindset of focusing on yourself and really working on yourself, really being the president of yourself, just so empowering. In my opinion, this is the kind of mindset that can really set us free from all of this. This is one way. In in fact, this is a big way that I am pursuing my own happiness. I'm doing it by working on myself and learning more about myself. And it's been just 
so rewarding. But I'll tell you, I, I did a number of things while I've been out here in Pahrump. I, I went and visited Art Bell's compound, and it was great. I, I did a little video of this. If you go on my Facebook group, John Riley Project Insiders Group, I did like a little four-minute video. Art Bell, of course, was the radio talk show host that that hosted Coast to Coast AM, and it was all about the paranormal and space aliens and ancient religions and and uh, ghost stories, and it was just so fun to listen to, especially in the '90s. Really enjoyed that show. Um, not that I necessarily believed any of it, but it was just fun, and it was a nice little escape. Um, but he always broadcast out here from Pahrump, from the Kingdom of Nye. And so I went out and I found his house or I don't know if he, well, he, he passed away a few years ago. So I'm not sure if his wife or other family members still live there, but I went to the compound there, antennas all over the place. You could tell that's where Rart Bell broadcast from. And that was terrific. Um, the other thing I've been doing out here in Pahrump on a, when I've been able to get away a little bit is uh, I went and checked out the Spring Mountain Motorsports Ranch and this was recommended to me by Pete Neald. And, you know, Pete, a, a frequent guest and a, and a big supporter of the podcast. He loves talking Corvettes. And and we went I checked out this uh, raceway. And, and this is a place that Pete actually raced and did multiple laps on his in his Corvette Calypso. And it was really cool. I mean, it's like a an, a, a, a real a real version of a slot car track to a degree. I mean, this is like a legitimate track with all kinds of windy turns and things. And while I was out there, there were no cars on the track, but it was a pretty cool facility. So I checked that out um, and it's been it's been good, you know, out here in Pahrump. But I'll tell you what I see everywhere. I see Trump supporters everywhere in Pahrump and it's unbelievable. And you'll see I, I, I must have seen at least five examples of people setting up um, these makeshift booths on desolated, you know, uh, street corners, you know, in the, you know, kind of on the edge of town selling Trump gear. They're selling T-shirts and hats and flags and all kinds of Trump stuff. And there's customers there waiting for it. I've been in some of the stores. I see people wearing Trump hats and Trump shirts and it's everywhere. Trump signs, like not just signs in people's front yard, but, but large signs that are put in the um, public right of way, you know, along the road, big Trump pen signs. I mean, this is Trump. Trump country here in Pahrump, Nevada. See a little bit of Biden signs, not many, but they're here, you know, mostly on individual properties as I've been driving around. But it's something. And I know that I know that, um, you know, Trump has made, um, you know, he was just actually not too well, not too far. I'll put that in quotes was in Kingman. Right. Or like, you know, down by Bullhead City um, not too long ago. So, you know, this area definitely is Trump country. Is Trump going to win Nevada? I don't think so. I think Nevada is definitely going to be a blue state. But it's just interesting to be in this environment where it is overwhelmingly Trump. Now, what's interesting is, is that my hometown of Poway is definitely more Trump than not. I mean, Poway is about, roughly speaking, about half Republican um, and then maybe 25 percent Democrat and 25 percent independent, you know, roughly. Um, out here, my bet is that it's got to be at least 75 percent Republican, maybe even 85 or 90 percent. So this is a very interesting place. And 
you know, it's to me, it's almost sort of a curiosity to see so much of this out here on the street. It's, and, you know, people are fired up and they're ready for this election. I think our, our entire nation is really focused on this. But what's also interesting that I see, see here in Pahrump is I see a great spectrum of quality of life. Now, granted, I'm in a relatively nice home here in Pahrump, a really nice Airbnb. But in other parts of the city, I see poverty. Um, I see people that are living in old, not just a, a modern manufactured home, but like really old mobile homes that are rickety and kind of fallen apart. I see people in parts of Pahrump, not all of Pahrump, but parts that have property. But in that property, it's like a junkyard. There are, um, you know, abandoned vehicles and just all kinds of stuff that people have around their house. And, you know, this is kind of what I've been talking about. I've been doing at home is addition by subtraction. I think a lot of these people are out here doing addition with more addition. And uh, you kind of look at it and it's it's interesting. I mean, I was like earlier this morning, I was over at a convenience store because I just wanted to get a, a ice cold beverage. And while I was in there, there was a number of people that were in there that you could tell their life is probably not going the way they like. You could tell that they were living in some form of despair. There was one person I saw there, I'm convinced, was on drugs while I was in that convenience store. You know, so you look around and you see there's a lot of people here in Pahrump that are drifting through life. Um, there are people that are disconnected, in some cases hopeless. Now, granted, that, that exists in every city to some degree. But I guess what I'm trying to do is make this connection is that a lot of times we see people claiming that Trump is your president. But a lot of times the people that are making that claim are not being the president of themselves, that what they're doing is they're neglecting themselves and trying to channel their energy through the presidential race and through politics to control other people. It's a very interesting angle. Now, I don't know if there's necessarily exactly a one to one ratio on this. I mean, a lot of the people that are here in Pahrump are overwhelmingly Trump supporters. There's a great, you know, spectrum of income and wealth here. There are some people that have very nice, comfortable homes, and there's a lot of people that don't. Um, are the people that don't have those comfortable homes, are they the ones supporting Trump? I think it's reasonable to make that connection to a degree. But it's interesting that a lot of times people will put their focus into politics rather than putting their focus into themselves, that they will choose not to face their own reality. They'll choose not to take control over their own life because it's just so hard. It's so difficult. They are, they're in a tough spot. You know, it can be difficult. And so people can tend to drift and lose control and lose leadership of their own life. Um, and so they, some people will tend to get invested in politics because it's easier and it's a team sport and it's tribal and you can align with others. But in the end, a lot of politics is about controlling a, another person rather than liberating yourself. And so it's kind of funny how that works. Um, but I've been out here and I've been doing a lot of work on me. I've been working on being the president of me, and it's been very helpful. Um, it's interesting, too, that 
while I've been out here, you, you know, I, I don't know how much you read in terms of self-improvement or working on things to improve your life. You can listen to gurus. You can read their books. You can attend their events. But a lot of times you don't truly understand things until you reveal the truth yourself. And a lot of times that comes from taking the time to pause. And that's what I've been doing. I've been finding a way to turn off the noise, mostly turn down the volume on my to-do list, be in an environment where time is moving slow, and then just think. Not overthink, you know, where you're in paralysis analysis and driving yourself batty, but instead to do deeper thinking and to challenge yourself to dive deeper and deeper. And I begin to explore things and understand things and learn things that have been unbelievably helpful for me. And one of the things we talk about a lot in this podcast, right, is all about the pursuit of happiness. And I think... After all, isn't that a goal that we should have in our life is to be happy, to flourish, to do well in life. Um, I think that's something that most people would aspire to do. I think most rational people would want to be happy in life. Never mind the fact there are some people that just seem to be addicted to misery and they kind of enjoy that comfort zone. But it's interesting that while I'm here I'm able to really understand at a deeper level what a lot of this means. You hear people say, well, you know, uh, money can't buy you love. Money can't buy you happiness, right? Happiness is self-created. Happiness is what you decide. And when people say that, that just seems sort of flippant. It seems like it's impossible to, to create yourself. But when you really think of it, it really makes a tremendous amount of sense. And I begin to learn that at a more deep level. And part of this, I, I, I wanted, I'm looking forward to doing the podcast episode with Pete Neald because we've talked about how we have these diagrams in life, at least for me. And, and Pete shares this, this same <laughs> affliction is that we see systems in life. We see how different parts of our life are interrelated and we can visualize it graphically. And it can be as simple as a chart or it could be, a, you know, a number of different things interacting. We can see the system. And I've been able to make some great discoveries here. Um, and I'll just share one example. And this is, again, um, something that should seem rather obvious to most people. But I was able to get it at a deeper level because I was able to take the time to really self-reflect more deeply. I like to look at my life, you know, as having my life, just, just me, just looking within myself only, that there are really three fundamental parts to it. There's the physical, there's the mental, and then there's all the things that give me happiness. And the things that give me happiness are my interests, my family, my relationships, my career. And there's a lot of things that give me happiness. And I'd always worked on all three of those things, the physical, the mental, and the happiness, as though they were islands that were distinct and separate. And while I've been here, I've 
begun, began understanding and, and reading more and really understanding this whole concept of the mind-body connection, right? Which sounds very new age, very, you know, um, uh, sounds, you know, a little bit touchy-feely. But I'm realizing that I'm going to have more success in building my physical if I'm building my mental and I'm going to have more success building my mental when I build my physical and I see the linkage. And so rather than thinking of it as physical and mental, I now I'm thinking more of it as body and mind. And then I'm seeing the linkage with happiness and how all three of those things are connected together. And I would often have great success in one of those and then other ones would decrease. I would have struggles and then I would shift my focus to the other one that was struggling and try to lift that one up and it became a game of whack-a-mole. But now I'm realizing while I've been here in the solitude, in the desert, alone, just how linked those really are. And I've heard it a million times from other people, but you don't really realize it until you're until you really can figure out the truth on your own. And that's just one of many examples that I've been able to reflect on. And I think it's made me better. And while I've been out here, I've been eating clean, really clean. And it's been terrific. And I feel better. And physically, I feel better. Mentally, I feel better. And I'm happier. And all of that is interrelated. And this is the kind of activity of doing this sort of solitude self-reflection that I should have been doing way more frequently. Um, I did it one, uh, a few months ago. I came out here to Pahrump and had great success thinking these things through, but mostly looking backwards into my past. This trip, I've been thinking about the present and then some degree to the future, and it's been great. And you're probably thinking, why in the hell Pahrump of all places? I mean, you could have done this at home. You could have done this in the city next door in Escondido. You could have done this in a nicer place like Palm Springs. Why are you in Pahrump? Well, Pahrump is interesting because, A, I wanted to get far away. And so I'm in another state. So that kind of qualifies, right? And B, I wanted to you know, I wanted that long drive because the drive itself is part of that therapeutic process. And, um, you know, Pahrump's relatively affordable, right? You know, so all of that works. And so I'm just really pleased that I'm out here and I'm making really great progress on this. And, you know, other things, when I think about pursuing my own happiness, I mean, really, in the end, isn't that kind of the main thing that we all want to achieve in life? And so a lot of times I think about goal setting and many of us go through goal setting exercises and that's important. And we'll define um, measurable objective terms and dates and numbers and really measure ourselves to achieve our goals. But sometimes we just lose sight of really the most important goal. And it's just to be happy. And that that's that has two angles to it on one level it's do the things that make you happy find ways to find happiness within yourself but at the same time it's to subtract you know this addition by subtraction notion to eliminate those things in your life that get in the way of your happiness that maybe make you unhappy or take you off track um 
it's just a very simple thing. And when we're in, you know, when I'm at home and I'm in the rat race and I'm thinking about all the things going on in my life, it's hard to really pause and think these things through. And so that's what I've been doing while I've been out here. And it's been wonderful. Uh, so again, you know, I'm, I'm live streaming here on Facebook and on YouTube. I welcome your thoughts and comments as we go through this. You know, uh, election is coming up tomorrow. People are anxious, worried, excited about what the future is going to be. We're all wondering who the president is going to be. But then I wonder if sometimes we lose sight of the fact that each of us is the president of ourselves. And that we are in control of our own life. Rather than using politics as a way to control other people, what are we doing to control ourselves? So, again, lots of learnings. I mean, I, I was I've talked about this in a previous podcast about how I've made mistakes in my past where I will attempt to pursue my happiness. I will seek happiness by trying to gain the affirmation of other people, trying to win the approval of other people, trying to be liked, as it were. And I, I had so many troubles with that. You know, you, you kind of build up a little self-esteem and you get crushed. And it took me a long time to figure out that that was the wrong strategy, that I had to I had to achieve or find my happiness myself and build my self-esteem by affirming myself. And it's been, this is something that I really went through deep on a deep level when I was out here in the desert in August. And it was extraordinarily helpful. Um, And so now I just focus on being productive. This podcast is part of that. It's part of what I'm trying to do to be productive, to to learn and to understand and to share. And it's very, very powerful. It's made huge differences for me. Doing this deeper dive of learning more about myself and really taking charge of my own life. Extremely helpful. Um, but there's there's a whole lot of other things, and I, I don't want to go too deep into it, but other discoveries that I made, sometimes it's been here on this trip to Pahrump. In other cases, they've been on a previous trip. But I'll tell you what, like I'm in my mid-50s, and boy, if I learned a lot about myself in the last maybe six to seven years, but especially in the last year. Unbelievable. And so 2020 has been kind of a funky year, right? So in 2020, we're having all this disruption, all this craziness, but it also has given us opportunity to think differently. You know, 2020 has been something of a pattern interrupt. It's forced us to think differently. In some cases, it's made our life very uncomfortable. Now, I'm not suggesting that what we're going through is positive uh, with 2020 and COVID and all the nonsense that's going on. But there is a silver lining to it and that it can really shake your world and readjust your focus. And I think it can redirect the focus on yourself rather than trying to manipulate and control other people. You have an opportunity to take greater 
power and control over your own life. And so this whole process, again, just unbelievably helpful for me. So, but yeah, like going back to politics and this election that's coming up, and I think we're all looking forward to this election being over, right? I think the candidates, you know, I interviewed all the candidates that are running for office in Poway with, I think, with only one major exception. Um, I think every one of them, they've been working their tail off. They're working hard. I'll mention them by name, Phil Factor and Barry Leonard and Chris Solps and Kaylin Frank and Frank Fournier and Cindy Seitzma and Jimmy Karam. All of them are doing great work out there. All of them, I'm sure, are looking forward to this cycle ending so they can take a rest. I hope those candidates, whether they win or lose, are able to take um, we're able to see the value of that process. When I was a candidate in 2014, I came up short. I lost by just 1%. But the process itself was so valuable, unbelievably valuable. I met so many great people and I learned so much when I went through that process. And I hope all the candidates feel it, feel that same thing, achieve and experience those same benefits. But still, I think they're all looking forward to this election uh, cycle ending. But at a at a national level and even at a regional level, I think I'm very curious to see what the results are going to be and especially how soon we find out the answers, the results of this election. I'm very worried about potential violence. I think we're seeing some cities that are boarding up, you know, preparing for potential violence. I'm worried about that. And I'm worried about it no matter if Trump or Biden wins, because I think the potential for violence exists. I'm hoping rational, calmer minds are able to prevail. But I do worry about it. But the whole process of politics is interesting as people put so much of their time and focus and energy into that, which is really with politics. You see, listen and pay attention to the rhetoric. A lot of times what they're talking about, politicians, the supporters of the politicians, they're trying to enact policies that have greater control and power over other people rather than empowering the people that they represent. Now, granted, that's not across the board 100%, but there's a lot of that. There's a lot of controlling the other. And then they'll tell you, some people will tell you that you shouldn't vote for your own, um, you shouldn't vote for your own interests, your own self-interests. You should instead vote for other people. Thinking, if you want to pursue your own happiness, you should vote for your self-interests. Here's a, I see a, a comment here from Sean Courtney chiming in, former Powegian. Here, here to rationality. Yes, here, here to rationality. And I hope we see that after this election. I'm concerned. But yeah, people will say you shouldn't vote for your own self-interests. I, I never understood that. I think you should vote for your own self-interests. And I think if you do it and you do it in the right way, it has benefits for other people, too. But so much of politics, everyone's thinking about the other rather than thinking about themselves. And I think the fact that people don't think about themselves 
is why we see so much despair and so much drift in people's lives. Like I'm seeing here in Pahrump. It's it's something. It really is. Um, but yeah, they, they tell you not to vote for your own interests. In my opinion, that's the trap. That's the trap that they get you in. And we end up getting focused on other things. Focus on controlling and manipulating other people rather than focusing on ourselves. You don't hear that kind of rhetoric from Trump or Biden very much, if at all, that they want to help people pursue their happiness. Rarely do you hear that kind of rhetoric from our national leaders. We need more of that. Um, But in the end, I mean, if you're the president of you, it's okay to vote for your own interests. I do it. I think most people do, but still people will shame others to vote, not in your own interests, but sometimes against your own interests. And I worry about that. Um, yeah, so this this is the final push, right? You're seeing there's still a lot of campaigning that's still going on now, less than 24 hours before the polls open. So many people have voted. So many people have turned in their ballots. I kind of wonder how much, how effective campaigning is at this moment. It's almost like we've sort of passed the point of, of diminishing returns. But... Um, Rather than thinking about which elected leaders are going to have control and power over you and others, we should be thinking of ways to take control and power uh, or enable control and power of ourselves. Focus on ourselves to be better, to get better and to improve. And this is really what I've been working on in this sabbatical. And it's just been it's been, been great. I, again, I should have done this way more frequently. Um, sometimes it's just a matter of kind of hitting the pause button, right? And just resting, letting those brain cycles kind of slow down. And that's what I've been doing. And I'm really happy I did. So I'll be heading back tomorrow. I, I drove out here Thursday night. I'll be heading back Monday afternoon, probably get home, I don't know, around hopefully before dark. Um, the clock's changed, so it gets dark a little sooner. Um, all right, so if you want to continue the conversation, you can reach out to me on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, I really would enjoy your comments and thoughts. Um, I do have a closing quote, and this is an interest. This is a different kind of closing quote. I usually will quote some famous person that says something profound. This time I'm going to quote a friend of mine on Facebook. I'm not going to say his name, uh, but he had said, if you don't vote on Tuesday, I don't want to hear you complaining about the results on Wednesday. <laughs> and we hear this a lot, right? If you don't vote, you shouldn't be allowed to complain. And there's a really, really good George Carlin bit about this, which is the opposite. And he says, if you do vote, then you have no right to complain. Because the people that did vote were the ones that put the turkeys in the office in the first place, like Trump, for example. And the people that didn't vote, you know, had this put on them, you know, unbeknownst to themselves. Now, obviously, as a cynical attitude, I vote. I vote. But I vote mostly as, as an expression of my own values. I don't vote 
thinking that my vote is going to make a significant mathematical difference in the outcome. I don't think that way, especially voting for president in California. Oh, my God. Uh, My vote for president has no impact at all. It doesn't matter if I vote for Trump or Biden or third party or don't vote at all. California is going to give all of its electoral college votes to Biden. We know that. It's a fact. Actually, there's some wishful Trump thinkers that think he can flip California, but I think they're dreaming. Um, But I think voting is important. But I think you have to keep it in perspective. In my opinion, voting is kind of the equivalent of free speech. I can go out and express what I believe in and who I like rather than calculating and trying to keep the really bad guy out and instead voting for the slightly better guy just because he has a better chance to win. I don't usually play that game. I vote for what I want. I vote for what I believe in. And I think that in and of itself, even if you know you're going to lose, is still very rewarding and it's very valuable. And if you're doing this kind of self-work on yourself, pursuing your own happiness, you can find peace with that because you're doing what you think is best for you and ultimately best for society in general. And that's good. And you can feel good about that, even if you know your vote is not going to result in that person winning. Um, So, yeah, in the end, what's most important is rather than thinking about politics and controlling other people, let's focus on being the president of ourselves. Rather than the POTUS, what would it be? The president of (laughs) that would be poo president of ourselves. (laughs) Um, But we should be the president I'm the president of me and you are the president of you. And I think we should embrace that and we should focus on making ourselves better. And let's just do what we can to hopefully see a rational and calm outcome as we come out of this election after the polls close tomorrow. So um, thanks again for joining me. This is kind of a quieter, kind of more deeper thinking podcast. It's episode 184. We're only 16 away from 200. Looking forward to that. Um, Looking forward to turning the page on this election and discussing other topics. I think that's going to be great. But for everybody here that's been listening and following and watching, thank you very much for all your support. Please like, follow and share the podcast. Please subscribe. That's so helpful and have a great day. We'll see you later, friends. Bye-bye.